Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, this is Erica Ramirez, senior editor at Billboard slash editor of The Juice. Welcome to the first episode of The Juice podcast. Here with me, I have Andrew Hamp, our senior correspondent, who knows pretty much everything about brands and today also everything about Mariah Carey. What up, Erica? Hi, Hamp. So before we get into Mariah, I wanted to share something special. So this past weekend, I flew out to L.A. to listen to some new J-Lo music from her eighth studio album, and I also got a chance to talk to her. So there were a few songs that kind of stood out. One was this song called Big Booty. Which, yes, um, which Diplo produced, Chris Brown wrote, and of course features Pitbull. Um, and I like that you say, of course. I mean, come on. <laughs> yeah. J Lo and Pitbull have such chemistry, it's like no surprise That's that they true. make pretty awesome songs. It's just hilarious to me that it took her eight albums to make a song called Big Booty. So she did say that she was a little hesitant. Um, <laughs> but listen, it's pretty addictive to the point where like women. Or men that do not have such assets still can relate, i.e. me. She mentioned that the reason she kept the song or went with the song is because her kids listened to it in the car and started singing along to it. Oh, <laughs> that's so amazing. She said that she had to keep it after that. But that's that was definitely a good a good choice for her. Also, another song, her second single, First Love, um, which was produced and written by Max Martin is pretty awesome. J-Lo talked to me about the song also right after the session and here is a little bit of what she had to say about the song. I just want to work with Max Martin and we were in the room with his writer's spot and um, we didn't get his last name but he, him and Corey, my executive producer for the album who I worked with since my very first album and everybody's sitting there kind of talking about relationships you know what I mean and you know how, what they're like and how hard work they are because some of those guys are married already yeah. and stuff like that and you know how it would have been so much simpler <laughs> the one you're with if right the now. one that you kind of like was the one was the first one and then everything else would have been and it's still kind of like just that feeling it was just such a simple kind of thing it's the, those are the best songs for me the songs that capture an emotion mm-hmm. in just like a couple of words now you can check out the full version of the song and the interview on Billboard.com. And seeing that this is the first, she titled the song First Love, I went ahead and was cheesy and asked her about her memorable firsts. Aww. Yes. Um, so she, we talked a little bit about that. And she, of course, had to um, ask about Selena because everyone knows how obsessed I am about Selena. That's true. So we talked about Selena. We also did talk about her being a fly girl on In Living <laughs> Color. 
cannot get her get away without asking that question. So all of that is on billboard.com, the juice. Um, and you know, I'm pretty obsessed with, I love you, Poppy, her first single as as is right. Okay. That's good. Jason Lipschitz, our pop editor slash associate editor is also obsessed with the song. So tell me, Hampy, why do you love the song? Because it's JLo finally having fun on a track. Mm, I don't think we've heard her have fun literally since the JLo album to me. Like when she did the remixes with Ja Rule, like that kind of stuff. Like I think it's her cutting loose. Right. Yeah. I also, I personally believe that she literally calls her boo, Bobby, and says that to him. Totally. It feels very natural for her. Yeah. Which goes with what you said, that it feels like she's just having fun. She's just kind of letting loose. And that also goes with a lot of the songs that she played for us um, in L.A. this past weekend. As you could tell, she just kind of let go, just had fun with it. I mean, like, come on. The title's called Big Booty, and it's, like, perfect. Yeah. Produced by Diplo. It just, it, I can't wait for people to listen to that one. And just First Love, it just has her talking about, you know, the relationship that she's in now and how it feels. How she kind of wishes that... She would have skipped a few before. And, a marriage or two. <laughs> a marriage or two and went straight <laughs> to this one. Um, so I think it's pretty awesome to hear JLo just kind of be comfortable in her skin and with whatever is going on in her life. Um, now, another another superstar that we both love, Mariah. <laughs> Mariah Carey, you talked to her for this past issue of Billboard. Tell me how I was talking to Mariah. First of all, it was a dream come true as a <laughs> as a lifelong lamb, member of the lamely. Um, and I made that known to Mariah yes. at one point because she loves her lambs. And it's very clear um, from talking to her that this album that that's about to come out is for her fans. It's okay. definitely like she, this is something where it's pretty clear that she doesn't care as much about her chart presence right now. I think hmm. she really just wants to give the fans what, what they're looking for yeah. from her. So... Yeah, so halfway through the interview, I self-identified as a lamb, and she <laughs> takes that should. very seriously, though, right. because she then started grilling me throughout the interview, both directly and indirectly, on just how much of a fan I was, because she likes to play Name That Tune with her own songs, <laughs> with her friends and her fans. So there was a moment where she slipped a reference to, do you remember her song, The Roof? from butterfly yes she slipped a reference to that song Uh into one of her answers because she was like oh well what kind of lamb are you like do you like are you an up-tempo lamb are you a ballad lamb (laughs) (laughs) like which which era do you love and i was like music box (laughs) um so yeah at one point she's like i i i don't want this album to feel like i'm reliving the splendor of my previous days i was like name that tune lamely i was like i don't know Did you get nervous? (laughs) Yeah. She put me on the spot. Right. Then um, I called her on a Dream Lover reference because she said I needed something uplifting. I was like, I got it. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, wow. Uh Uh-huh. So did you make her, like, make known that you knew exactly what song she was talking about when she made references? Yes. Yes. Because you were definitely being grilled throughout the entire time. Oh, absolutely. Because, well, the reason she asked, because she was trying to describe how... um, there's a lot of introspective ballads apparently on this record, and she was referencing a song called "Looking In" from Daydream, mm-hmm. and I kept saying, "Oh, I know, yeah, yeah." And she's like, "Well, you say you, I know, but what does that mean?" And I was like, "Well, I'm, I'm, I'm a lamb. I know your, I know your music." 
<laughs> so then, yeah. And she needs to raise your right hand. And... Yeah, exa- exactly. <laughs> Which we immediately turned into a diva finger and was waved furiously. Oh my gosh, I wish it was back. I wish it was footage of that. Um, no, I, that also makes sense because I feel like she's been trying to please both her, you know, fans from day one to her new fans. So I assume, did she talk about how hard that was to kind of give fans old and new? Yes. She taught, I mean, it definitely seems like this is the most perfectionist streak she's allowed herself to get into. Um, you know, I think she'll admit that she was more deadline oriented in the nineties. And for this one, I think she really wants everything to sound right. Like she's taken her time. We know that there's been a lot of release dates over the last 18 months, but I think that she just wants to get every note, right. This right. one out. So, but it's going to, from what, she told me it sounds like it's going to be very modern it's, as much as it is like a kind of a throwback to her heyday because, you know, like Wale did a verse on a song, Nas is on a song, Mike Whale did a track, Hit Boy did mm. three, I believe. Um, even the songs with Jermaine, she said, are definitely more a modern feel to them. So. Right. Speaking of Jermaine, my head goes straight to um, Usher. I don't know if you heard Usher released a sneak peek. Of his new song, yeah. Good Kisser. Yes. Listen, the minute I even heard the song title, I was like, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. uh, so he's releasing the song May 5th. What are you excited for Usher music? I am. Especially because I hope that this next Usher album cycle allows him to retroactively take credit for how good looking for myself the album was. Because oh I love that album. <laughs> right? Yeah. It was, I don't know what it was. I. I feel like it was underrated. There were so many songs in there that could have gotten a little bit of a stronger push. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I just, I wonder if this is more, I feel like a lot of people are wondering if this is more R&B mm-hmm. flavored. I think, well, that, and that was the marketing challenge with the last one, right? Is right. that it was, it was pop, it was EDM, there were two Swedish mm-hmm. house tracks. Um, it wasn't as easily formatable as his music has been in the past. Right. So that's always a challenge when you're trying to branch out and widen your audience. So. From what, yeah, the snippet that he dropped today definitely sounds like it's more core R&B. Right. I know that a lot of fans were voicing that, especially, you know, a month or two. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Oh, when it was a 10-year anniversary of Confessions. That's right. As if, like, are we getting a second Confessions? And when I talked to a few yeah. people that worked on the album, you know, they all voiced how you can't really make a second confessions. Right. 
Because then yeah. you, it's a little too hard to live up to that. Exactly. And I feel like when artists do try to do sequels to their work right. and call it out, like, it's it's never as good. Like, when Mary J. did My Life too, like, uh, you know, <laughs> just know. saying. It's, it's so it, you could totally set yourself up for disappointment. Yes. You just leave a classic a classic. Yeah. You can still um, thematically call back to it, but right. as soon as you put a label on it, that's too much pressure. Right. No, I totally agree with you. Yeah. I wanted to also talk to you about Rita Ora. Yeah. Because we both went to see Rita Ora perform at the box. I didn't expect her to perform some new songs. Mm-hmm. And I loved every single one that she performed. Me too. Um, they're a little bit more... I mean, not a little bit more. I feel like it goes with the first album. It's like dance, um, pop, with yeah. a little bit of R&B in there, which, you know, we were known for Rita Ora to do. And she's yeah. in such a, like, happier place and in love. Mm-hmm. And I love that you could hear that in, like, the songs, whether it be what she's saying, but also, like, the the production. And this is the thing with Rita Ora, too, is that people were people are ready for her to be a pop star, especially a pop star in the U.S. Because yes. pe- someone said, because, you know, it was wall to wall in that room. Yes. Like someone said, I haven't seen the box this pack since Adele previewed 21 in 2011. Like, oh, that's wow. a big ass deal. Yeah. So people are ready because, you know, the album didn't the first album didn't happen here. Yeah. She had a moderate hit with um, with uh, how we do. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the Calvin Harris single People are really ready for that to win. Um, I'm hearing she's going to have a good sync off of it. So there's going to be a lot of I'm obsessed with stuff. that song. Yeah, me too. I love the Whitney Houston flavor in there. Yeah. I like, I, you know, she mentioned that that's what she was going for. And that's exactly what I got. And yep. it clearly works for her. Mm-hmm. I have played that song every day on Spotify. And, <laughs> but yeah, like I, there was one song that she performed, a ballad, which I haven't heard her really perform. Yeah. Even a ballad before. Nope. So that was crazy for me to hear because I've been wanting her to really just show off those those vocals. Yeah, and I finally heard it, and I can't wait for people to hear that. And I hope there was a moment. Can we can we curse on the podcast? It's the juice. <laughs> well, so because there was that moment right when she was like nailing the last chorus, and she was like, "Yeah, I'm fucking way" or whatever it was. I was like, "I hope that's in the actual song." Yeah, because that's what you want from a Rita or a ballad, right? Is you wanted her to inject a little bit of surprise sass, right? So what if that was in the room? If that was just a spur of the moment thing even yeah. better but if that's on the song that's awesome can you talk in that accent all the time around yeah. the office please <laughs> gladly <laughs> yeah no i i like i i'm glad you said that i also liked how at the end she, you know before she closed the set she mentioned how she wishes everyone will get drunk and kind of like work their way out of the the venue drunk mm-hmm. and i like how she just gave us like her personality yeah it's just like she's just a you know, like a cute girl that just wants to have fun and is making that type of music, which I, I am very excited for. It fits her. This is who she is. Yes. And is committed to the music, I think. Obviously, her image problem right now is that she's better known as like a model, as someone who's right. like at all the right places. Right. But people don't know her music. So I think yeah. this is the opportunity to put some songs to the face. Right. And again, that's why that ballad, I think, will be will do so awesome. Yeah. Because you just finally get to hear like the stripped down Rita Ora. That's true. That I've been begging 
uh, her pose is for. <laughs> she's just like, it's coming, it's coming. And now I get why she told me to chill because it is coming. Um, so that song, so basically you A&R that song is what you're saying. Yes. So if everyone, <laughs> everyone is listening to that, when you hear yeah. that, you can thank me. Because yep. um, I pleaded for that type of a song. Um, I do want to take a little bit of time to talk about what's going on on the beef front line. I feel like there's a beef going on in rap. There's even R and beefs going on at times. R and beef. <laughs> um, so good. So this week, earlier this week, Khaled, DJ Khaled premiered a song um, on Hot 97 called They Don't Love You No More. And it features French Montana, Meek Mill, Rick Ross, and Jay-Z. And Jay's verse, of course, had people talking on the internet world because he gives a little bit of a jab that some are saying are directed to Drake. So I'm going to read you the line really quick. It says, haters want a ball. Let me tighten up my drawstring. Wrong sports boy. You know you stopped as a lacrosse team. And <laughs> so some are saying that it was directed at Drake, seeing that they've been going kind of back and forth playfully um, at one another. You know, Drake had that little comment about Jay out um, eating a fondue plate. Oh, right, right, right. During the um, the Raptors and the Nets game. But that was like a week and a half ago. So I don't know about you. I really do think that this beef is just a playful thing. Yeah, I and, think so, too. And it's funny because nowadays when someone, when a rapper call someone out it's more of a like a play move yeah like an i see you right yeah. and i think that this is what it is when it's funny because back then when you actually called someone out it was really a shot and nowadays yeah. it's more of like you know kind of a playful going back and forth um so i'm not sure is there what do you think about the whole drake and and jay back and forth on the one hand it's kind of like jay keeping him in check right right so because Drake, Drake doesn't fire many shots in his records at all. Right. Like, he no, definitely... I'm, and I think, uh, like I said, I think that when it's ac- an actual shot, no names are mentioned. Yeah. Like, he's very he's very good at using subliminals and his yeah. words. As with, like, a lot of rappers. Like, when, you know, when Kendrick called people out on his, on his control verse, it was more of, like, a kind of letting his competitors know that he's he's got an eye out. Yeah. It was more, yeah, it was more to start a dialogue around yeah. it, right? Right. Instead, no, of, yeah. instead of like a, you know, a cheap shot or something kind of, it wasn't him. It wasn't anything malicious. No, it was to wake people up though. Right. Because yeah, no one, you know, it's not, we haven't had that moment since the 90s where people are calling themselves the best beyond Kanye. Exactly. So we, we needed someone to kind of claim the coastal turf, all of that. <laughs> right. Which, <laughs> yeah. Which I feel like will not stop here. Yeah. Um, for every podcast for the juice, I'm going to spotlight a new artist, um, an artist who's got next and I'm kicking it off with Kirby Lauren. I'm not sure if many people know about her, but she's a singer songwriter. She signed to rock nation and I first got put on with this project that is titled risk it all. It got me all teary eyed, but <laughs> as everything kind of gets me, um, she co-wrote actually one of the songs on JLo's album called "Let It Be Me," and she co-wrote it with Harmony Samuels, and it's pretty, it's pretty strong. And I could say, um, coincidentally, that's when you hear JLo's vocals kind of the best um, stand out on the entire album is on this song. Um, it's a really powerful ballad. And I got on the phone with Kirby, and this is what she had to say about the song, and also a little bit of what she has coming up. I actually met JLo in her house. Like, I got a random call from Jay. He was like, JLo wants to meet you. And I'm, I'm driving out um, to her house or whatever, and I'm like super nervous because it's like, JLo, like, come on. And I go there, and 
she was so open with me. Like, it's like she's, she really just kind of like pours her heart out and was telling me about the book that she's writing and her relationships and what she's been through and how she really knows what like love is and how she's in like a, a really like beautiful place. But I guess her being so personal like that really kind of helped me complete the whole now you can watch you can catch the full interview with kirby on billboard.com the juice of course and that pretty much wraps the first episode of the juice podcast so come back next week um where i'll be spilling some more juice and feel free to hit me up on twitter at three rica to tell me what you thought of today's podcast and what you think i should cover for the next one i also want to shout out hamp who um let us know that if you ever meet Mariah, you're definitely going to be grilled on what kind of lamb you are. That's right. Hope you <laughs> hope you ace that test. <laughs> um, so, yeah, thank you so much, you guys, for listening. And I will talk to you guys next week. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.